Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Peter here and it is time for the PDG Advertising Podcast episode 38. And today I know that it's episode 38 because I just listened to episode 37. And if you don't mind me saying, it was a lot better than I thought it was. <laughs> you know what they say about self-praise? that it's no praise, but let's get into episode 38. So I'll give you a little bit of context into the PDG Advertising Podcast today. I want to start doing it better and for it to make more sense to people. And structure is important in things making sense and I read an article about this and how to do a great podcast. It's, re- it's weird how stuff just kind of comes to you. Um, I was flicking through LinkedIn and up came Gary Vaynerchuk's guide to doing a great podcast. And what was really cool was a lot of the points that they were making, I was actually already doing. Um, not so much in the content, but more in the um, putting a podcast out on Anchor, connecting it up with all the different podcasts that are out there. Um, But it did teach me some stuff. And one thing was, you know, understanding what your podcast is about and what is the PDG advertising podcast about? Well, right now it's me talking about the day and me talking about the journey through the overall advertising. Excuse me. There's always, there seems to be always a hiccup in the uh, PDG advertising podcast. And I'm sure it's absolutely disgusting for all our, our listeners. Well, two of you. <laughs> There's more than that, I think. And there will be more than that. Um, but we, uh, um, I talk about that and it's me. And it is a kind of a monologue, but it, it won't be someday. Someday there'll be more people on this podcast and there'll be... Although, I gotta tell you, I listen to the Bill Burr podcast quite a lot and... I don't enjoy it whenever there's someone else on it. I want to hear what Bill Burr's got to say. And in no way am I comparing myself to Bill Burr. That would be crazy. Um, but the point remains that, you know, if you're interested in hearing what's going on about the journey and then someone else comes on, it might throw people a little bit. Then again, having said that, some of the greatest people that I've gotten, um, uh, I was about to say contact with, but I haven't really... I mean, I, I watch the Joe Rogan podcast a lot as well, and I'm not sure who came first in my listening um, repertoire, whether it was Bill Burr or Joe Rogan, but when I was listening to Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan introduced me to a guy called Jordan Peterson, um, and so listening to Jordan Peterson has you know, been, been awesome, and I guess maybe in the future, in some way, I could replicate that for someone else. Maybe I have someone on um, who talks about their journey, and we can maybe um, provide some context or help someone else in their journey as they as they go along. So, in the article, there was a part about putting some structure. So, I've tried to do that. Um, and this is the intro, just so you know. You're in the intro right now. And... Um, I've written in the intro part here that I'm up until 3am. I'm going to be up longer than 3am. So it's uh, 
10 past 10, no, it's half past 10 on the 19th of June 2019. It's a Wednesday night, right in the middle of the week. And um, I have a customer call with, check this out for global working. Um, a customer of ours in Tampa has a web developer in China and I'm sitting here in Belfast. So because we're the advertising agency and because everything's happy and rosy in advertising land <laughs> and because I care about our customers, I am making the effort to bridge the gap between um, China and the US and not make it hard for everyone to meet up. We need to meet up. We need to talk on Skype because we're having some difficulties in getting some tracking installed and getting this web project off the ground. And my customer agrees that we just need to get on a call or or be on Skype chat at the same time. And, and that is happening at 3 a.m. Uh, in the morning. But what that means is um, that the podcast, I was able to take a little bit of time to sit back and think about what was going on the podcast and putting a little bit of structure in it was important. But just because I'm up until 3 a.m. has made me think that I have a whole extra, it's a really strange mindset where... I've decided now that I have an extra like four hours to um, plan out and conquer this world of online advertising. And really, I'm going to be in bits tomorrow. Um, so I'm not sure how I'm going to structure this, whether I go to sleep soon um, and wake up at three. Um, but I, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I think what I might do is I might try to chill out for the next few hours, maybe watch a film or something like that. Um, and then go to sleep after the call or, or chat has happened um, and then go to sleep. But the thing is, I've got a call with a very, very important customer and um, they're all very, very important. But I've got a call with a customer at, um, let's see here when that call is at tomorrow. It's at, here we go, 10 a.m. <laughs> so, so what are we looking at? So if I finish up that call at 4 a.m., that gives me one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, yeah, six hours of sleep. That might work. I heard Margaret Thatcher, though she's no role model, um, gets back, got, got by, goodness, talking ill of the dead and everything, um, got by on just four hours of sleep. So um, I guess I can do with, with two extra. Maybe if I take it kind of easy across the next um, few hours before this call. Um, things would be alright. Just sometimes some of the things you have to do whenever you run the business and whenever you're trying to provide a great service, you gotta be you gotta be up for the three AM Tampa Belfast China call. And and you know what? I, I look forward to it. It's it's literally no um issue to uh to do. So in the intro, I think it might be a good idea to tell you about what I'm gonna talk about in the rest of the podcast and the first Point, which is kind of the middle um it's going to be about stage one of the customer journey anthony and i have been working really hard him more so than me on depicting the customer journey in visual form and while that's very exciting i feel like we need to keep repeating over and over and over again what the customer journey is um, I can see it really clearly in my customers not understanding it. I can see it in people that I'm talking to the, for the first time not understanding it. Um, it's rare. I, I, don't, I haven't met anybody that has really got it and really, really understood it. I found people that know that they don't understand it. Um, and I don't claim to completely understand the customer journey. So we're going to articulate that on this podcast today, or at least the first part of it. 
um, the first part of the customer journey. Um, it's really, really important to us at PDG Advertising. And it's one of the keys to, to being successful in online advertising. And that is what this podcast is all about. So we'll get to that. And then I've put down here uh, for some struggles and successes. So it'd be a good idea for me to share some of the things that are causing us problems. And then some of the things that are going really well um, in the podcast. And we will we will do that. And I, <laughs> the last thing I've, I've written down here is subscribe. So that must mean like begging people to subscribe at the end. You, know, you subscribe if you want to subscribe. Power is up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to put a line through that right now. Um, you're very welcome to subscribe. It would be awesome if you did. Imagine someone getting a notification whenever the PDG advertising podcast goes up on YouTube. But, you know, all in good time. Um, and yeah, so going through our intro, I'm going to be up to 3 a.m. We're going to go through um, stage one of the customer journey and we're going to talk about struggles and successes and we're not going to pressure people into subscribing. So let's talk about the customer journey. I will introduce it and tell you what all the stages of the customer journey are and why it's important. The customer journey in PDG advertising is the stages of which customers are in your business. So if you have a um, business or you're in a business, then it's likely that you have some customers. And the customer journey is roughly a sales funnel. But I've always been a little bit skeptical of the word sales funnel or the phrase sales funnel. And I think it's nicer and better to think of everything as a, a life cycle and a customer life cycle or a customer journey. And I think that works better. And in a cutthroat world of advertising and marketing, we could all do with things being a little bit, a little bit nicer and a little bit better. And the customer journey roughly flows like this. In your business, you have people who don't know who you are, but may be interested in what you do. An example from someone very close to my heart and home is a driving instructor has customers who don't know who he is, but might be within his area of work. So they might live like five miles away from him, and that's an area where he would service. And this person might be just coming 17 and might be shopping around for driving instructors right now. So that's stage one. Stage two of the customer journey would be where people do know who you are, but haven't connected with you yet, haven't liked you on Facebook, given you their email address, wouldn't remember that they had seen you, wouldn't um, recognize your sign if they saw it in the street, and definitely aren't ready to purchase from you. Stage three are people who have given over their email address. They haven't purchased yet. They're not just ready for that. Um, but they are interested in what you have because they've liked you on Facebook. They would remember you. They've maybe even had a conversation with you in the street or at a conference. Um, they might have handed over their email address, as I think I've said. Uh, they might have watched a video to the nth degree on, on your website. All of those different things where they've made a deeper, deeper connection with 
what you do. The next stage, and this is stage four in the customer journey, are those customers who have purchased from you. Now, those customers are um, great, but you know a lot of businesses stop at that point and they go, oh, we've got a sale, great. Let's see how we can get more sales like that. But actually, if you ignore those customers, you're really missing out on a, on a massive opportunity. You want those customers to then repeat purchase in the future. And the stage that they're at are of being purchasers, but you don't know if what you did was any good. So, and, and sometimes going on to the next stage can tell you what that stage is all about. The next stage are customers who have repeatedly purchased from you and would be considering giving you a referral or a rating. Now, those now, now how many how many stages of the customer is that? Because it sometimes changes in my mind, but it's one people who don't know you, people who know you but haven't connected with you, people who have connected with you, people who have purchased from you, and people who have repeatedly purchased from you and would be classed as fans of yours. We're gonna come up with names for those different areas. And the work that we're doing in the office, studio, the agency, is all about putting a map to that and creating a visual to that. So we're going to need some, um, we're going to need some names for those people. Don't know, don't know what they are. The the first stage, like people who don't know you, and we're thinking about unknowns, but something a bit dark about that. We don't want that. So we'll work on that. But that whole flow of of customer stages is really important and if you're not even considering that about your business if you start to consider that I can guarantee that your business will be at least better I don't know about how much I would I would guess 50% better I would guess 100% better I don't I don't know but I know that it would be better um, if you consider that about your about your customers and what's really interesting about the overall journey is that at the end of the journey those Raven fans that that turns that increases the amount of people that know about you so in my mind it's kind of cyclical and it is like a life cycle and it's a very strong framework to build your business on and it's what it's the backbone of what we do at pdg advertising it's what focuses us and keeps us um, really clear about what we're supposed to be doing when, when a customer ad asks what are you doing in that advert why is that happening it, it, the connection between the customer journey and what we're doing is so strong and so obvious that um, we can guide that customer along the right path really easily. I said that we would talk about the first part of the customer journey and over the course of time, I don't know how much time, but we will talk about all the stages of the customer journey, but it's, it's, re it's relatively complex and relatively simple as well, but it deserves time to be spent considering it talking about it, going through it, and working it out so that we um, do justice with it with our with our customers. And the first stage, as I mentioned, are people who don't know you but may be interested in your services. And there's a few different parts of that. So you, you have to know who those people are. So the first stage for us in PDG Advertising is to take a moment and go through with a customer, you know, what are those people like? What age are they? What gender are they? What? How much money do they have? Uh, where do they work? Where do they hang out? What are they interested in? Um, so on 
I'll give you an example and go back to the driving school. Um, and for those of you that don't know, my father is a driving instructor. Uh, he's awesome. And he he taught me to drive and we had many a uh, bust up in the in the car while we were learning to drive. But he persevered and he did really well. Um, and I eventually learned to drive, which is great. I mean, said that I did accidentally back into my own house once. So maybe he needs to look at what he's doing. But we'll move on from that. Um, the driving instructor example is on Facebook. So Facebook advertising in particular right now is hot. So whenever you're listening to this, 3,000 years into the future, there might not be a Facebook. Pretty much said there won't be a Facebook. But whatever it is that's hot for advertising and the targeting that's there, um, you know, we will, we can right now, as it stands, target people who are just coming 17 or have been 17 for a couple of months and don't have a car. Now, it's not like every single person that is going to want to learn to drive, but if you target a radius of five miles around the area that you service with your lessons and then you um, put an advert in front of them, those people that are just turning 17, um, in Northern Ireland, 17 is the legal age of driving and um, in other countries, it's maybe 21 or 18 or, or five, whatever country that you're in. Um, but targeting those people, if you target 100 people there, then I can't see how it wouldn't be likely that at least, you know, maybe 20 of them might be interested in what you do. So based on that percentage is you've got in front of you know, a whole bunch of people that are interested in what you do. And then the game kind of changes. It it becomes less mysterious. You, you then have to figure out, well, what am I going to put in front of those people? And in my mind, there's so many options for that. You could put a, you could do a video of your car driving about and put some text on it of um, driving lessons, you know, an advert like that. You could put an advert of someone in the local community learning to drive with you. That's a, that's an obvious one. It's basically a testimonial. You put some information about how to get your license, stuff like that, and put it in front of people. So all you're doing at that stage, all you're doing is introducing yourself in the best possible light to your target market. And using that analogy, if that is a correct word to use, analogy for that example, then you can apply that across many businesses. Banks, if you know someone wants a bank account, you know what age they are, you know what age they're likely to start using banks, Targeting people with that, although I, I have a lot to say about that and responsibility of banks and targeting people with popcorn makers and things like that to get them to open a credit card is disgusting. But moving back to the PDG Advertising Podcast and less of the Peter Doak rants, um, that targeting is how you introduce your... You're not going to make a sale immediately that way. You're not going to make... You, you, might, you might make a sale, but it's, it's, you might just get the right person at the right time and you might get lucky. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a relationship. So you're trying to get in front of that person in order to then get them on stage two and retarget them with an advert that um, maybe brings them a little bit deeper down the funnel, maybe ask them for their email address in return for a discount code or something like that. I mean, you can imagine how this could work across all the different, um, all the different uh, industries that there are out there. So why are we, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get these people to the website that you have or we're trying to get them to engage with the advert because what you would do as well is you would pixel your advert. So whenever so you ever wonder how those adverts start following you around, if you're a digital advertiser and you don't know how that works, you find that out and you Google pixel right away. 
Um, don't Google Google Pixel. <laughs> Google do have Pixels, but uh, their their new phone is also called a Pixel, so you might get that. What you're looking for is a retargeting Pixel, so that whenever someone lands on your site, it then embeds a piece of um, technology or a bit of code or a bit of cookies. I don't know how it works really, but it embeds something in their browsers and their digital footprint online so that whenever they're somewhere else and you plug in an advert to Facebook, the advert shows up to them. I'm going to tell you a very brief story about retargeting that was pretty awesome. Um, we started off advertising for um, a customer um, relatively recently and within a couple of weeks we had retargeting set up for them and this was a B2B customer and the retargeting ended up uh, ended up showing up to a customer of theirs on Forbes. So their customer was reading Forbes online and they saw our customer on Forbes and they came back to our customer saying, Phew, that was pretty good that you got onto Forbes. Um, how did you manage to do that? Um, and it built a conversation and that conversation was worth, I don't know, something like $50,000, um, all from like a, about three cents in an advert. So if you're smart enough and clever enough, you can make yourself look a lot bigger um, than you are and you can compete with other people that have maybe much bigger budgets um, than you than you do. But that's the point of those first stage introductory adverts. It's to introduce yourself to the person who you're trying to um, do business with. And that then should give you an idea of what type of adverts you're trying to stop people in their news feeds. You're trying to stop people um, from scrolling through. You're trying to stop people from getting distracted by the door and you've only got a couple of seconds so you need to be interesting and look good so that should formulate what your ads are and i'll give you a little tip if you're doing this on facebook then video is awesome to get in front of people um, on that first pass there are a hundred other advertising platforms that you can use to interact with those people for the first time and it would take me all year to go through every one of them and i don't even know every one of them I know what ones are working for us right now and that's google ads in terms of search so whenever someone searches for you if you can get an advert in their eyeline straight away and it is what they want they will click on it the brain is just moving towards clicking on on things that are handy um for people so that's a good one so google search ads is one and facebook ads is another and we always sort of as a standard use those but that'll change over time over time Google ads will get less effective. Facebook ads will get less effective. We need to move from that. I must say as well, Facebook ads includes Instagram ads in my mind. So the three platforms that we really use to introduce ourselves to new customers is Google ads, Facebook ads, including Instagram ads. Now, that's pretty simplistic, but I think that gives you enough information, you know, to conquer level one of your adverts, um, level one of your customer journey. And so to take you back to what we're talking about, the customer journey is um, really important. And step one is understanding who your customer is and figuring out how to get in front of them to introduce yourself, not to sell. That's really important. Yeah, so we've had a few struggles and successes today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, coughing now on the PDG Advertising Podcast. I think I need to take a drink of water. And we're back. So the struggles that we've had today, um, oh goodness, the the customer that we're working with in a meeting at 3am and 
for a Tampa Belfast China conference call. There's a language barrier there, so we're trying to communicate with the developer. Um, but I believe the developer is the developer is definitely from China. Um, but I believe that he doesn't actually speak English, and I think that the text that he's writing through Skype chat is through um, Google Translate. So it's difficult because whenever you're advertising, advertising requires impeccable, unbelievable communication, good communication, strong communication. And I'm just not sure that you can put Chinese through a Google Translator and put it through Skype and then translate an answer and put it through Google Translate and get into your native language. And then I just, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that works as a conversation, but I spoke with the, uh, the owner of the business and, and we agreed that, yeah, there, there's some sort of blockage, some sort of problem. So that's what we're going to meet up on um, a little bit later on and do. So that's definitely a struggle. HubSpot, once again, being awful. Um, hopeless, hopeless advertising platform CRM. Um, my opinion might change on that, but no, that's not good. Um, if anybody out there has any experience on HubSpot and it going well for them, I'd love to hear it because... That's just not, it's not really good. I'll give you an example. Um, it has forms on there and it, it, it's taken three days for us to um, decipher which pop-up form is coming up on the landing page. I've had two developers um, look at this and work on it and um, neither of them have been able to um, decipher what uh, pop-up um, has, has come onto it. Did I have two developers? No, just one um, and myself, I guess. Um, Looking at it, and neither neither one developer or myself could um, could uh, decipher that. So that that's something that I'm really surprised at all the time because HubSpot do well on their outbound marketing, but their actual platform I've never respected it, never liked it, never thought it was any good. Um, I'm interested for it to change my mind, and let's see how that goes. So a little bit about our successes today. I think today was just a great success. Um, I feel it was a a little bit of a creative spark in the office today, which was nice. Um, I saw the customer journey graphics for the first time um, today and they were exceptional. Um, I'm really looking to see, forward to seeing how they go. And we've had about 20 applicants, maybe a little bit more for our PDG advertising new role. Um, if you're listening, um, you don't get any brownie points uh, for, well, you might do for research. Um, if you bring this up on your uh, on your application, or <laughs> or if you bring it up in your interview, um, maybe that would show that you've done your research into the company, and might be a, a good a good thing. Um, no, I mean you know everybody gets a granted extra point for that, but um, we're really looking forward to interviewing the candidates. Um, as you can tell, so we only mentioned this yesterday on the podcast. We're not moving slowly on it. We're moving fast. Um, a lot of customers that need a lot of help and we're so small at the moment and I was saying to Anthony today that we're going to be bigger than big so we need to live up to that and I'm looking forward to um, taking that next step and going through the next stage of the PDG advertising journey. So everyone thanks very much I have noticed uh, we've got more um, people listening now and they really appreciate it I just want to say thank you um, let me know that you're listening reach out tell us um you know get in touch um if there's any topics you want to have covered we'd love to do it 
and um, I hope you have a wonderful evening. I will be here until 3 or 4 a.m. I got a call at 10 o'clock in the morning, the next morning, and and then I'm I'm gonna you know what tomorrow maybe a day where PDG advertising takes it easy, um, but probably not. Anyway, have a wonderful evening, whatever you're doing, and we'll be back tomorrow with episode 39 of the PDG advertising podcast.